Okay, so I'm here in my room. I've got my computer on in front of me. I've got my microphone. I'm uh, set up with my notepad open to the notes about my podcast, It's Time to Rewind. Looks like they're open to the 43rd scene of Memento that starts in color at 89 minutes and 59 seconds, with Leonard slamming on his brakes in front of a tattoo parlor and ends at 93 minutes and 48 seconds, with Leonard being mistaken for Jimmy by Natalie in his car behind Ferdy's bar. There's also a Skype window open. Oh, hang on. Who is this? Bubba Weed, it's me. It's Eric, your co-host. But why Why are you here? You, you, you got to get out of town. Oh, I'm, I've, I think I must still have some unfinished business here. And uh, and who is this? For the last time, it's me, Bubbleweed. It's Leandra from Rocky Horror Minute. Oh, of course. So, welcome back, and for joining us. The uh, the last color scene, and and this is our last episode with a guest. So, uh, you know, thank you for being our last guest here this season. I'm glad to be here. Let's finish it out strong. Yeah, and. You know, this, this scene is coming right after this, you know, this tragic heartfelt story about Sammy and his wife. And then we open to this screeching halt into the next color scene, literally with the Jaguar slamming on the brakes in front of this tattoo parlor. And, and again, we, we see Leonard kind of having this visual reminder with this note with the, you know, his next tattoo kind of right there in front of him. So that way he knows how to stay focused while driving. So that way he doesn't, you know, just wander off in his car and go to, you know, end up in Texas. And, uh, you know, he goes in and gets this, uh, starts getting this tattoo. And, you know, there are so very few other actors in this uh, you know th- this is another actor that we get and um you know her name is marianne mueller Lely. <laughs> i'm glad you tried it because i wasn't <laughs> going to try to pronounce it <laughs> i mean i i didn't look up any sort of interviews to uh, to find out for sure i'm just going by how google translate pronounced it <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she's, uh, you know, basically kind of a, a character actor. She, you know, she plays this type of character, like a, a waitress or nurse or, you know, a small character in tons of TV shows and movies out there. Well, let's call out the most important one, though. She's Sarah Connor in The Terminator, the first Sarah Connor that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, uh, kills when he breaks into her uh, room and kills the wrong Sarah Connor. What? Yeah, that's her. That's amazing. Yep, yep. I I didn't scroll that far down. <laughs> <laughs> I want to call out one other role of hers, too, uh, that um, us 80s kids will be very well acquainted with the movie Revenge of the Nerds. Huh. Uh, and there is a scene where all the nerds are going to different houses looking for places to live. And the younger uh, kid nerd, Wormser, goes to a house where there's a much older woman who very inappropriately flirts with him, and, and this is also uh, this actress. Oh, nice. Of course, you know, Revenge of the Nerds, I haven't seen it in ages, but I am 
certain that that is a movie that does not hold up. Oh, it hasn't aged well at all. (laughs) (laughs) Aged like milk. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, this, you know, this, this is him getting another tattoo and this is the second time I believe that we see him getting a tattoo. The, the first time we see him giving, giving himself a tattoo. And then now we're seeing him get a professional tattoo with this car license number. And if we get Teddy coming in, you know, saying that they, they know each other. And again, I, I, I kind of like this kind of blank slate Leonard. He, again, he feels very different than he does through a lot of the, the rest of the movie. And he does feel the, the same as he does with Natalie, where, you know, he feels very fresh compared to a lot of the previous scenes where I feel like he's more focused and, and he does kind of go along with it. Like he doesn't question Teddy or pull out his Polaroids. He, he just, um, you know, it, it's not until he is in the other room by himself that he double checks his Polaroids and reads the back where he finds out that he can't trust Teddy. Yeah, but he also, I mean, there's, there's kind of a snottiness to him in the way he's talking to Teddy, though, too. You know, that like Teddy is, he's on edge and he's nervous and he's like, you know, mm-hmm. you need to not be here. You, you really need to get out of this town. Like now. And Leonard's got like this smirk smile almost as he's talking to him, like, you know, why? You're full of shit. You know, it just, <laughs> he's, he's, he's going along with them, but he's going along with them like he's almost taunting him. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, he does seem a little off and and i do have in my notes that this is the most ad- agitated that we ever see teddy because you know th- through the the rest of the movie even though it, it almost feels like he should be getting even more agitated he's kind of you know fallen into well this is what we're doing now and you know i i just have to work on how to use this to my advantage where here it's like they they literally just came from a a murder and Teddy knows that they just came from a murder but Leonard does not and so Teddy is acting you know very jumpy and on edge because of this but Leonard is like the you know cool as a cucumber well of course he has no reason not to be hmm. i have a question about the tattoo placement for fact six. Um, Am I remembering correctly that for this tattoo, he needed to take off his pants because uh, they, uh, he decided to get it tattooed on his leg. Yeah. It's on his left leg, right? Yeah. It's it's right below his, um, you know, it's right below fact five, which we saw him tattoo on his upper thigh. My, my question is, do we think that that is a great place to put um, specifically a a license plate number? Well, if he's not wearing shorts, then it's <laughs> tough to see that if he's driving around town looking for it, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't think that he wears jorts ever, so, <laughs> but maybe. I mean, whenever he's in the hotel room, he's wearing flannels and a boxers, or a flannel and boxers. Uh, but yeah, the, I think he's just basically out of room because the only other spot is the, you know, spot on his chest that he's saving for the, we got him, 
He's just, uh, you know, th this is the best place because he's running out of real estate. And, you know, he already made the decision for fact five on his upper thigh. And so it makes sense to do fact six right below it. I I do love the thought of that. Like, he's not going to remember that he needs to drop trow in order to remember uh, all of his facts. So these are kind of like things that I guess he's decided he doesn't need to know all the time. Well, I, I almost feel like he should get additional tattoos. Like, you know, you know, fact one is starts on his forearm and then like right at whenever he gets to, I think, fact three, then it like switches to his other arm at the bottom. It should have like an arrow that says like continued on other arm. And then <laughs> well, you see left leg. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And so that way he's he's able to see where they all lead without having to search his entire body every time. It's like uh, maybe the the deleted scene is him like uh, checking his back for in the mirror. It's like, are there any back there? And then we get this conversation between him and Teddy, where especially on on a rewatch. It feels a little weird because Teddy is basically talking about himself as if he was a different person. Mm. Unless you think that maybe there is some other cop that knows about Leonard's condition that doesn't make an appearance in this movie. Like maybe someone from back north who's kind of uh, playing a long, long distance, like working with Teddy in some way. I mean, I'm 99% sure this is Teddy talking about himself. Classic Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think kind of as a crooked cop that, that we see what Teddy ends up being, it, it, even though it's like, what do you think about him describing himself as a snitch? This seems kind of like when... When people are trying to sell a huge lie, they admit to a smaller lie. So he he knows that he can't just go out and say, Leonard, this is how I actually know you. So he he has to go with something that he considers to be like a a quick reason for for the way that he's acting, but not necessarily a, a truthful one, just a more convenient one. Yeah. And one thing that I will kind of point out, because like as I'm kind of going through this scene, it, it does bother me a little bit as someone who has watched a, a lot of like uh, reality tattoo shows like Ink Master and um, like Tattoo Redo and, and shows like that, that you can clearly tell that this is not that, you know, this is someone just... Uh, moving a non-working tattoo needle up and down something that was <laughs> probably put on with marker because uh, you know in in a real tattoo you would get uh, you know all this ink and and sometimes like a little bit of blood as well just kind of oozing out that constantly has to be wiped off and yet this is all completely dry well, you know what? Guy Pierce should have gone full method and actually gotten tattooed for this. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I, at least one of them. 
if you had to if if you had to choose one of his tattoos that Guy Pierce should have gotten for real, which which one do you think it it should have been? I like the I'd like <laughs> how about the license plate one that we're doing in this minute? Just because out of context <laughs> it's just so insane, it, it just would be so wacky. Yeah, just fact six. Yeah, license fact six plate license number. plate number, and you're like, huh, okay. SG17IU. Yeah. People will think right? it's some like strange code that means something to you personally, you know, like, oh, Sarah Grossman first person, you know, and you know, and you can let people think whatever it means. It reminds me of the the old sort of a joke of the first time you get a tattoo, you uh, you go, oh, it needs to be something that's super important to me, and very, uh, I'm very emotionally connected to what I'm putting on my body forever. And by the third one, you're like, I don't know, I like giraffes, so I got a giraffe. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I'm not quite to that level yet. I'm I'm still planning my fourth one, and my fourth one is. The one I'm struggling the most with because it's, it, in theory, it'll be the biggest one, and it's it's the it's the one where it's like you know I I kind of have this plan, but it's a loose plan, and I haven't really nailed it down exactly what it is yet. It's still kind of a vague, or a little bit more than a vague idea. Would you ever consider getting something about your podcast tattooed on your body? <laughs> Um, not at this point, like if, cause I, I was thinking about that and, you know, because I, I, my first blog was, you know, flights, tights and movie nights where I've done written reviews of superhero movies and comic book movies. And I'm, I'm less active, but it still exists and, and I'm still contributing to it. And I've had that for over 10 years, but I don't think that that that's a big enough part of my life to get like that logo tattooed on me. And so especially not this podcast that I've been working on for just a a year and a half. But how will you remember it? (laughs) At least it'll always be up there unless Spotify goes under or starts charging. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Because I've, I've also been, um, cataloging the you know the other movies by minutes podcasts on on a wiki which can be found at moviesbyminutes.fandom.com and uh there i have seen a few of them that uh, are no longer available because they were on paid podcast sites and apparently stopped paying for them and so they're no longer available Ooh, i wonder if that means that those are up for grabs again (laughs) (laughs) that i don't know that there was at least one of them, which I can't remember off the top of my head, which I was interested in listening to it. I, so I was disappointed that it was no longer around. Um, but, you know, getting back to the scene, you know, we get more of this and Teddy's really gives him this bag of clothes, which at first I thought that it would have been like Leonard's clothes. But, you know, we don't see a good look at it, but... All I can see is like white, like it, it just looks white and gray, which is definitely not the flannel shirt and blue jeans that he was wearing and like the the vest. I think Teddy just went to Goodwill. 
and was just like, <laughs> we got we got to get new clothes. The last ones are are no longer a reasonable choice. Yeah, which I I was a little surprised because I, you know, I thought that watching this kind of in order, having not rewatched the final scene beforehand, I was like, did did he like shoot Jimmy and then there would be blood involved and so he wouldn't want to have bloody clothes. But then I did kind of go back and, and double check that scene and no, he does, he strangles Jimmy. So there is, you know, he does kind of bleed out from his ear, but there was not any noticeable blood on his clothes that he would have to not have in, in terms of like potential evidence or just the fact that it, his clothes are bloody. So I'm I'm not sure why he didn't just like bring him his old clothes. The the wrong answer, of course, is that he that he goes, you know, I hate what he was wearing. I'm gonna take this <laughs> opportunity to to give him a little bit of a, a boost. So Teddy is actually the fashion police, is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> I I could buy that if it was Natalie. I I definitely think that there's there's no chance that there was an aesthetic reason for this, but I, mm-hmm. a girl can dream. Yeah, and and it is in in this like nondescript blue plastic bag. But then you know Leonard goes to the other room. I think in Teddy's mind to go change into these clothes, and he reaches into his pockets and he finds the the Ferdy's bar coaster with the come. Come by late, come by after Natalie. And then he digs again and he finds this mostly burned Polaroid of Jimmy, which at this point we don't know it's Jimmy, but we can just see an arm and, you know, a little bit of a face. But I'm pretty sure that even from what little we can see, it, I think it's clear that that's a dead body. Like, that. Do both of you agree with that? I think so. I actually watched a few seconds over and over again of him taking that photo out. And even knowing what happens in this movie, I actually had difficulty discerning what's in the picture. Um, I said, eh, it's probably an arm. Um, but I actually had some difficulty figuring it out. Hmm. I mean, I, I can kind of see maybe it's just... Maybe it is just the fact that I know what it is, but I can kind of, like, to me, I can, I can clearly see an arm and, like, just the way that it's positioned. Like, it doesn't look like it's somebody sleeping. It, it definitely has, like, kind of this snuff film style air to it, to me. And then he sees, you know, the, the don't believe his lies and decides to, just escape out the window. Yeah, well, writing don't believe don't believe his life sure did work because if he hadn't written that on there, he would have done exactly probably right now what Teddy told him to do, and none of the movie would have happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, let me ask you, just you know, on on a sillier note, because the you know this, if we don't get a ton of humor in this scene, but. Do you think whenever he snuck out of the window, was that before or after he paid the tattoo artist? <laughs> oh, I don't think he paid. I think that uh, that Teddy ended up having to pay for that one. Don't they show Teddy giving her money? 
Early oh, maybe. I thought. Uh, hold on. I'll keep talking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna check this. Uh, oh, you want us to vamp for you? Uh, I already see it. Yeah, <laughs> at, at like a little after the one minute mark. I. It looks like Teddy gives her some cash. Oh, okay. So I was right. That's that's really all we need to know about that. Okay. Which I guess that makes sense because Leonard probably isn't carrying around a whole lot of cash because he he hasn't been able to dip into the the cash in the trunk of the yeah. Jaguar. And then, you know, after he escapes, he goes to the goes to Ferdy's bar and then we get this final slash initial interaction with Natalie as she you know, thinks that it's Jimmy. And understandably so, because it's Jimmy's car and Jimmy's suit. That's the exact suit that he was wearing when she uh, imagined she had last seen him in. And of course, you know, once again, we have this very clean slate Leonard. You know, this very, like, doe-eyed almost, where he's like, uh, nope, you must have the wrong guy. Yep, nothing suspicious about me, as far as I know. And then it uh, ends with her slamming the dumpster. And, um, I, I do, I did notice that, um, you know, he is parked right by the dumpster. So I'm guessing that that means that he parked in the back of Ferdy's bar. Do you think that he did that because of Teddy's earlier advice? You know, whatever he said, why did you park on the street? You should have parked in the back. And now he is parking in the back of Ferdy's bar. I mean, I think would, he re- would he remember that advice? I feel like it's just a good best practice, but it is kind of left up to up to us, I guess, to determine if it's because he he remembers from Teddy. But it has been a while, so yeah, I, w- I would think that you know uh, maybe it's one of those things where he doesn't consciously remember it, but it's almost like the the art of suggestion that because Teddy said that he's not consciously thinking about parking in the back, but that was why he ultimately ended up parking in the back was because Teddy said something about it. I can see that. And then, you know, that's it really and wraps up this scene. And this is really the last color scene and i mean the last scene in terms of this pattern because the after this we get the final two scenes that are basically tied together and that's where this movie connects back in on itself so is is there anything else that either of you have to say about this scene or uh leandra if you want to take this opportunity if there's anything else that you want to say about uh, memento as a I whole want, before we i wanted to get go. in one thing before uh leandra closes out her guest in. um the way that natalie reacts when she realizes it's not jimmy she has been expecting this day to come i think not that someone would show up in his car in his clothes but she's been expecting the day that something will happen to jimmy i think and she's ready with the lie when she sees it's not him you know, she's she's she immediately has almost a rehearsed reaction to someone that she thought was Jimmy and isn't because of what, you know, what Jimmy is involved in and what she's involved in. She knew that this is something that could happen someday. Yeah, it's an occupational hazard. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
It's it's kind of like you know whenever you're married to uh, someone in the car, uh, someone in the police force, or like in the the active military duty, uh, you you kind of always have that in the back of your mind. And and I'm sure sure there's you know some people that do kind of uh, plan for the worst uh, whenever that might happen. And Natalie is definitely a survivor, and so she is absolutely someone who would have this kind of plan in place in her mind of what she would do if uh, something happened to Jimmy or even like on the other end, if he ended up getting caught, she probably had in mind how she would probably, uh, I, I get the feeling that she would immediately separate herself from Jimmy in order to save herself. Yeah. I don't think that loyalty is one of the things that, that Natalie cares most about. Yeah, even though I I do think that we're kind of given, given the impression that she does genuinely care for Jimmy. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that that wraps up this scene. Um, and then you know, like I mentioned earlier, Leander, if there's anything else that you want to uh, talk about through about this movie as a whole or any other scene, I I just in general think that this is. A, a very strong movie. I I think that Christopher Nolan is perhaps a polarizing director. Um, and I would say that this is one of the one of his movies that I enjoy more than maybe some of his other um, more action packed ones. Yeah, this this has been and continues to be you know one of my all-time favorite movies and i i i unfortunately haven't made time to continue a lot of uh, christopher nolan's more recent career but uh, i i do still hold this movie in in high regards and uh you know there's a reason why i picked this movie to do a 45 episode podcast series on yeah if you if you truly disliked it i feel like that would be a a a strange choice (laughs) yeah i'm not um uh, robert black doing his (laughs) mandy sucks minute (laughs) but i believe those are all you know extremely short episodes uh but uh yeah this uh, this is you know the wrapping up uh pretty quick pretty soon on memento we just have two more episodes and and they will be guestless they will just be you know me eric and lisa wrapping up the final two scenes so thank you again leandra for joining us for these past four weeks and and being our final guest this season and why don't you, you know, for the last time, go ahead and let everybody else know where they can find you online. Fantastic. I've had a wonderful time. And you can find me any place you find your podcast. If you search for Rocky Horror Minute, or you can just go straight on to RockyHorrorMinute.com. And as always, thank you, Eric, for joining me this entire season as my co-host for these color scenes. Certainly, I, I'm, I'm sad to see we're reaching the end slash beginning. <laughs> and as always, I am Bubba Wheat, and you can find me on uh, Twitter where I'm at Bubba Wheat. You can find this show, It's Time to Rewind, on all the available podcatchers out there. We also have a Facebook group, It's Time to Rewind, a time loop group. 
And you can join that to discuss episodes as they come out. You can also be informed about what time loop movies and TV episodes we'll be covering on future seasons. And if you are listening on iTunes or Spotify or any other podcatcher that allows ratings and reviews, we would really appreciate it if you give us the uh, the highest rating available, whether that's five stars or um, whatever any other podcatchers use for their rating system. We would really appreciate that. And uh, until next time, I uh, assume I've already told you about Memento. Only every time I see you. I'm sorry, I uh, thought you were somebody else. Sorry. That's okay. 